It's Saturday, May the 30th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, America's anti-police protests and escalations over Hong Kong. First, the week in brief. The white police officer in Minneapolis who suffocated an unarmed black man by kneeling on his throat for more than eight minutes was himself arrested and charged with murder. Mobile phone footage filmed by a bystander showed George Floyd pleading with the officer, Derek Chauvin, to let him breathe. Violent protests have raged for three nights and spread to other American cities. President Donald Trump announced that America would revoke trading and legal privileges long enjoyed by Hong Kong. He characterized it as a punishment to China for having rescinded its promise to preserve Hong Kong's autonomy. He also criticized China's handling of COVID-19 and added that he would see through his threat to withdraw America from the World Health Organization. Britain said it would extend visa rights to every resident of Hong Kong who is eligible for a British national overseas passport. That would be around 2.9 million of Hong Kong's population of 7.4 million. On Thursday, Britain had indicated it would do so for the 350,000 who already held BNO passports, providing each with a pathway to future citizenship. The economies of Italy and France both shrunk by 5.3% in the first quarter of the year compared with the previous three months. The country's lockdowns threaten even worse second quarter figures. This week, France's Prime Minister Edouard Philippe announced more easing of restrictions, including the reopening of restaurants. Italy, meanwhile, is expected to allow free movement within the country next week. America's Commerce Department reported that consumer spending fell by a record 13.6% in April, putting a number on people's economic anxiety. The drop marked the sharpest single-month decline since the series began in 1959. With the jobless rate the highest it has been since the Great Depression, consumer spending, which accounts for nearly 70% of American economic activity, is unlikely to recover quickly. Scandinavian borders are slowly opening again. From June 15th, Norway and Denmark will permit each other's tourists to visit, with certain restrictions. But they will continue to shun Swedish visitors. Sweden's coronavirus lockdown was noticeably less strict than its neighbours. It kept schools open, for example. Its COVID-19 infection rate remains much higher. And Greece will open up to tourists on June 15th, but only those from 29 countries. The list will be revised on July 1st. Visitors will be allowed to enter on direct flights to Athens and Thessaloniki, where they may be tested for coronavirus. The government does not want to miss the entire tourist season. The sector contributes about 18% of national GDP. And now, here's today's agenda. Imitation games. Babies like being copied. Copying infants' actions is a standard game alongside the likes of Peekaboo and This Little Piggy for keeping them entertained. The severest adults can revert to their inner child when mimicking a baby. Now, a study in PLOS 1, a journal, has shown that babies know when adults are copying them, and moreover, they enjoy it. A researcher visited 16 six-month-old babies, none of whom knew her. Each was seated on their mother's lap at a table. Having set the babies at ease, the researcher began to closely ape their every sound and movement. When she did this, the babies paid her more attention, smiled more, and approached her. The babies even seemed to test the researcher, for example by hitting the table several times and watching to see if she would do the same. It is thought that babies use imitation to soak up information about the world. 
For parents, anything that delivers a calmer, happier infant is a godsend. Failure to launch Space Force According to Variety magazine, when Greg Daniels, an Emmy award-winning screenwriter, met Netflix to discuss a forthcoming collaboration, the streaming service described the sorts of shows subscribers enjoy. They opt for comedies set in the workplace, Netflix said, and prefer oddball characters. In short, they like The Office, a sitcom whose American version was created by Mr. Daniels. Space Force, the fruit of that collaboration, was released on Netflix yesterday. It strives to tick the same boxes and is described as an irreverent workplace comedy about a new wing of America's armed forces. It features Steve Carell, star of The Office, as the chief of space operations and John Malkovich as a kooky scientist. Mishaps abound. Yet despite the promising setup, early reviews have been scathing. The show has a 39% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a review aggregator site. Space Force is a reminder that, even with the best talent and a sizable budget, repeating former glories is not straightforward. No Wizards, J.K. Rowling's new book. This is not a Harry Potter spin-off. With that crucial caveat, J.K. Rowling announced the launch of a new children's book on Tuesday. The Ichabog is a world away from that of Potter and his pals, which shifted half a billion copies and spawned a global entertainment industry. Instead, the action is set in the kingdom of Cornucopia, as it grapples with simmering social tensions, villainous rulers and the eponymous monster with an appetite for small children. Ms. Rowling unearthed the decade-old manuscript in her attic and has decided to release it free online in daily installments, alongside an international competition to illustrate the final book. When formally published in November, it will be her first novel aimed at younger readers to have no connection to the Potter series. Though some may be disappointed by the lack of teenage wizards and mischievous house elves in this latest offering, many young fans seem to be lapping it up already. Roots Music, Lady Gaga's latest album. Lady Gaga announced work on a sixth studio album in early 2019, but a year of delay, plagued by leaks and disputes, knocked the release date back to April 2020. Then, as Gaga fans impatiently waited, COVID-19 intervened with a further setback. Yesterday, Chromatica finally dropped. After a Grammy award-winning flirtation with country music in the film A Star Is Born, the album sees Ms. Gaga returning to her roots in electro-pop and dance music. The reason is simple. I want people to dance and feel happy. In her mission to give the world healing through happiness, Ms. Gaga has collaborated with such stars as Elton John, Ariana Grande and Blackpink, a South Korean girl band. Though the album is here at last, Ms. Gaga's accompanying stadium tour, which is due to begin in France in July, may yet fall victim to the pandemic. Teeing off golf in America To the relief of sports-mad Americans who have survived on a diet of repeats and charity matches, the PGA Tour has announced the resumption of professional men's golf. The tour was suspended partway through its season in March. It will now return with the Charles Schwab Challenge in Fort Worth on June 11th. The PGA has challenged golfers and caddies to abide by new social distancing restrictions to make the restart a success. Players must pick up their own balls from the hole. Caddies must clean the flag sticks after touching them. 
Overseas players will have to spend 14 days in quarantine on entering the country. No timeline has been given for when crowds will be allowed in, but the tour estimates that for the first events, 400 people will still be on site, all of whom will be regularly tested. Many fans will already be looking forward to August, when what will be the year's first major tournament, the PGA Championship, is due to take place in San Francisco. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Joan of Arc, who died on this day in 1431. Get up tomorrow early in the morning, and earlier than you did today, and do the best that you can. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 